It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Forward Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio. I'm David Leventhal. Or at least I think I am. Uh... I, I was pretty sure at the beginning of the week, but this is the week of the Republican National Convention, so the world is upside down. I don't know what to believe anymore. We are reminded, as we have been throughout the Trump administration, that reality is just a personal choice. Yes, we will be discussing the Republican National Convention. We'll be discussing the crooks and charlatans who ran it and the rubes they require to watch it. And that they feed off of. That'll be today's show. But first, a couple of quick stories from the week to lead us into it. This is the week of the centennial of women's suffrage. I understand the President of the United States was really excited to hear the news until someone told him that suffrage and suffering were not the same thing. When he found out suffrage was about allowing them to vote, he wasn't so thrilled anymore, I'm sure. But that's okay. Trump commemorated women, the centennial of women's suffrage by, uh, by uh, being an equal opportunity president and trying to stop everyone from voting. You know, everyone who might vote for the other side. So that's Donald Trump's nod to suffrage. He's going to, to squash the vote, to suppress the vote equally between men and women. Anyway... Welcome to 100 Years of Voting, women, and I strongly suggest that you utilize the franchise in another couple of months to try to save America and the planet from our current leaders. This also was another not-so-much week to commemorate. Another black man shot by a white police officer in the back. As I'm sure you already know by now, Jacob Blake is partially paralyzed and still in the hospital after a shooting by a white police officer. Then, of course, we had the follow-up, the marches by people who still seem to think that shooting black people is, like, not a cool thing to do. And then, well, on the other side, we have Kyle Rittenhouse, of course, the 17-year-old wannabe militia boy who killed two people protecting America from the evil hordes of protesters. It is a damn shame for Kyle and for the police officer who shot Jacob Blake that it was it all happened too late for them to get a prime speaking spot at the Republican convention. Damn it, if it only happened a little bit earlier, they would have fit them in. They would have gotten in there before the McCluskeys, probably. But at least... At least they are getting their due in conservative media, where, of course, they are being lionized. And they are getting their moments of fame for brandishing guns at protesters, and in one case, killing two of them. And yes, we are reminded that this is our world right now. I was going to say Mr. Rittenhouse, but for 17-year-old boy, who clearly demonstrates himself to be a boy, Mr. doesn't seem the the right term. Little Kylie, uh, I I guess we'll 
will get undoubtedly rich out of this. His future will be secure. From killing two protesters, he will have a job in conservative media and conservative circles for the rest of his life. A reminder of our meritocracy, so to speak. You can expect wonderful things for the police officer as well. And, of course, for the other human trash, like the aforementioned McCluskeys. You know them giving a prime speaking spot at the Republican convention because they brandished their arms at protesters. The last protest. Uh, Unfortunately, their stock has really gone down now that they haven't used them. They've been upstaged. But anyway, the McCluskeys are heroes in Republican circles because they took out their guns and they aimed them at black people and people who support black people. Make no mistake. And of course, now it's coming out about the McCloskeys as if what we knew about them wasn't enough to keep them away from any legitimate national convention. We're now finding out that these people, surprise, surprise, were abs- are absolute human trash. And you've heard about that, uh, described by their, their rabbi neighbor as bullies and basically awful human beings for coming across, among other things, and destroying his beehives and killing the bees and all that. Really, really class acts the McCloskeys. Apparently, those beehives may have been six inches onto their property. And I guess we should be happy that they didn't shoot up the beehives. I guess that's, that, that, that's something to be, pr- to, to be happy about. Uh, they, of course, turns out, were not the only borderline or across-the-border anti-Semites to speak at the Republican National Convention, so I don't want to give them too much of a spotlight, but that does lead us naturally into our discussion of the respective political conventions, one of which we talked about a lot on our show last week, the Democratic Convention. Just to sum up, as I summarize the Republican National Convention on this show, the Democratic Convention, remember, was about unity, was about going forward and protecting this country and helping people and using government to actually do good. Mostly, of course, what the Democratic National Convention was, was a statement, and I'm not making this up, basically can be summed up with, our guy is capable of human feelings. That was the Democratic Convention in a nutshell. Our guy is capable of basic human feelings. Well, then we had the Republican convention. And the Republican convention, of course, underscored the Democratic message, that being, our guy clearly doesn't. But to be fair, nobody in our fucking criminal organization right now is capable of basic human feelings. So let's talk for a little while about the Republican National Convention, this affront to decency and humanity and America. First off, if you turned it on and then turned it off confused, thinking that you had accidentally turned on the Trump family reunion, no, it was, it was, not, it was not your error. Um, that actually was the Republican National Convention that did look a lot like the Trump family reunion. But, you know, that's what it means to be dictator in chief. That, that's what it means to be head of a banana republic. No, 
it wasn't the Trump family reunion. So what was it? Well, maybe it was Live Fest 2020. Maybe that maybe that's the moniker it should go by. Live Fest. Because it was just one piece of bullshit after another. And in the spirit of full disclosure, I want to point out that I am speaking to you secondhand about what I have read about the convention. Because I felt an obligation doing this this podcast, I tried to turn it on a little bit on the first night. Um, when I went to go get the scissors in preparation for plunging them into my brain, I decided, no, I was going to turn it off. That was... In my defense, I'd already watched about three seconds of it, I think, when that had happened. I know I have the podcast. Maybe I should be telling you what went on in the convention. Maybe I should have watched it. But sorry, the main takeaway is why the fuck would anybody subject themselves to watching that shit? But Live Fest 2020, here's what I learned about it from reading commentators I can trust. Well, let's talk about the fact that it was a celebration of how great the president has done in solving the COVID crisis. And to give you an example, of course, is what a, what great leadership we have had from the president of the United States in battling COVID, the deadly global pandemic that is the number one issue of our time. Maybe 1,500 people watched the president's speech at the Republican National Convention without social distancing, and generally without masks. Yes, his leadership with COVID, one can only hope, will lead to a mass outbreak confined only to the pieces of human trash who actually attended his speech. LifeFest didn't, of course, begin and end with COVID. Oh no, it went much further than that. Of course, the LifeFest was a relief, I'm sure, those who were able to turn it on, those, for instance, who were hit by Hurricane Laura must have been really happy to sit through this live fest, for instance, and hear that climate change was not an issue in America, hear that reality just should not affect them at all in their everyday lives. Hurricane Laura, the worst hurricane ever to hit the Gulf Coast. Nothing to do with climate change, of course. And of course, the fact that there is no climate change will come as a great relief to all of those who are watching at some safe place removed from their burning homes in California as California continues to burn with raging wildfires. Denying COVID and denying climate change, not enough for a lie fest? How about all the pains to Donald Trump's leadership? Seriously. One after another, speakers went up and talked about President Golfing Boy's leadership. One of my one of my favorite seriously leadership. I'm not even I'm not even getting into this. If you need to have it explained how big a fucking joke this is, how disgusting a lie that they talk about this guy's leadership, then. Frankly, you got to bone up a little bit before you, I, I guess, before they let you out of the house. But some of the some of the highlights with the discussions of Donald Trump's leadership, I had this with, with conversations with people about people they know who are Trump supporters. And one of the things that they 
focus on this this works with with the moron crowd he's been tough on china and russia they really like that in, in trump country that he's been tough on china and russia you can't make this stuff oh wait you can make this stuff up in fact they did make this stuff up they totally made this up tough on china president xi who donald trump is it's nothing but wonderful things about one after another donald trump is basically all but left money on the dresser for chinese president xi that he's supposedly hard on them and russia what fucking planet are you on that you're going to believe that Donald Trump has been tough on Vladimir Putin, who continues to be instrumental in his re-election strategy as he was in his election strategy? No, the only people that Donald Trump apparently have been has been tough on, as we reported on this show over and over and over again, not despots around the world, not American enemies. The only people Donald Trump has been tough on is American allies. And we read this week about American leadership. And it turns out when you fuck your allies long enough, you might lose a leadership role. Well, Europe, our European allies, just basically snubbed, not even basically, just snubbed the United States regarding Iran sanctions. The United States wants to step up Iran sanctions. Probably it would make a good talking point for President Trump's re-election. And Europe just said no. Just said no to the leader of the free world. Oops, not anymore. To the President of the United States, no. We don't give a shit what you want. We are not joining your sanctions. Secretary of Mike Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, shortly before he went and spoke at the convention in favor of his boss, Donald Trump, didn't, didn't even know what to make of this. But this is leadership, American style, totally abdicating America's leadership around the world, as I've been talking about since day one of this podcast. But that doesn't stop LiveFest from extolling Donald Trump's leadership. And then, of course, for LiveFest is, is the fact that Biden and the Democrats are coming to get you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. That was the original Land of the Living Dead, in case you missed that, in case you're not one of my older viewers. Um, remember, by the way, as Republicans try to scare the shit out of everybody about Biden's communism, socialism, Satanism, whatever, wants to take over the world, that... This is why the Democrats nominated Biden, specifically because he wasn't any of those things. I talked at the time that nominating Biden was supposed to try to blunt the socialist attacks. The Republicans were going to attack no matter who it was for being a socialist and being an extremist and being dangerous, whatever else. The question is, the fact that it is so absurdly untrue about a guy who has a record of public service spanning decades. Well, whether that takes hold, whether that matters at all, to, obviously for, for Trump cultists, they'll, they'll believe every piece of shit Donald Trump says. But are there enough people who can be swayed somehow in this election who have enough sense to understand that this isn't true about Biden? Whatever. Maybe one of the highlights, of course, is often is the case provided by Representative Matt Gates, a uh, walking quote machine for being a worthless piece of crap, a lying piece of crap. He warned viewers that radical Democrats would try to, quote, disarm you, empty the prisons, 
lock you in your home, and invite MS-13 to live next door. Close quote. I remind you, this is a sitting U.S. congressman who says that. Also featured prominently at the convention, speaking of the Lython, of course, were QAnon and QAnon followers. As I've noted on this show, several commentators have noted, the Republican embrace of QAnon goes far beyond Donald Trump, although Donald Trump has not exactly walked away from QAnon either. QAnon now being described as shifting from the fringes of the internet to become an offline political movement. Again, to give you an idea how fucking insane this is. Republicans at the convention were using the QAnon catchphrase, we are the storm. That's QAnon's catchphrase. It is instantly recognized because it signals what they claim is a coming conflagration between President Trump and what they allege falsely is a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophile Democrats who seek to dominate America and the world. That last part was a quote from, I believe, the New York Times. What they claim is a coming conflagration conflagration between President Trump and what they allege, falsely, is a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophile Democrats who seek to dominate America and the world. I'm not going to add anything to that other than I absolutely love the fact that the article had to say falsely, had to include that they that it was false that they were alleging that Democrats are a cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles. What the fuck is wrong with these pieces of human trash? The Democratic Convention, of course, was about unity, and I guess in a sense, so was the Republican Convention. It was, for instance, unity for all of Donald Trump's family members who were not writing books about the President of the United States and what a jackass he is. Oh, and I guess also those Trump family members not actually caught on audio tape talking about his being a lying, incompetent piece of shit. That was his sister, the former judge, one of the good ones that came out. Of course, while the convention was going on, I guess live fest, let's also talk, I guess it was it was criminal fest. It, it was lawless fest. And there were Hatch Act violations committed in real time on TV. As public officials like the Secretary of State, like, like mini Trump, Donald Trump's, daughter, Ivanka, the one he wants to have sex with, public servants on the public payroll speaking at a political event, which is a blatant violation of the Hatch Act, which, let me see if I can, basically says you can't do that. And I think now we'll include a picture of Mike Pompeo and Ivanka speaking. They used White House paraphernalia. They did this with the White House in the background. They did this at the White House, all of which is the improper use of public property. For that matter, they appropriated private people. Talk about lie fest, comedy fest, break the law fest. Donald Trump, 
This is, this is unbelievable. Included in the Republican convention, his swearing in, the swearing in cer- ceremony of a few new citizens of the United States. Because after all, that's what Donald Trump has been all about. Welcoming new citizens to America. And they were people of color, which just underscores what this president is all about. Of course, if you haven't heard by now, those people were aghast to find out that they were broadcast, that, that, that their citizenship was broadcast at the Republican National Convention. <laughs> at least many of them speaking out. Don't support Trump. We're not asked if that was okay. We're not asked if they could be used in this in this way. The appropriation of their private images, etc. Which, of course, is a, just one of many laws that Donald Trump, president of the Republican Party, just does not have to worry about. This convention, of course, was underscoring the fact that these people are above the law. We were reminded during the convention that the Republican Party at this convention has no platform. Just decided that they'd reinstate the old one when criticism started coming up about the fact that they had no platform. They had nothing to stand for. They had no policies. They had no positions. They weren't actually about anything. Uh, as, As... One commentator wrote, as one veteran congressional aide told Politico, the only thing Republicans believe now is, quote, owning the libs and pissing off the media, close quote, which is something I've been arguing on this show for a long time, that owning the libs is not just what Republicans are about, but what their base is entirely about, more about anger than about actually helping yourself in any way, shape or form. But. I think that's almost a little unfair. It's still giving them almost too much credit for being for something. What the no platform was really a reminder of, less charitably, is that this is a cult. Pure and simple. The Republican criminal organization right now, sitting through that convention, seeing what came out of it, is the Donald Trump cult. It's not just that it is clearly his party. It is in his pocket. And the people who are in the party, our elected representatives, and the people who support that party are freaking cultists. And whatever the leader tells them will be fine. And spending the next four years, and if that is the case, it will be the rest of our lifetimes, Just following the cult leader's lead is all that they care about. They don't need policy. They don't need whatever else. Whatever the cult leader does will be just fine by them. But of all the things that the Republican convention was, my favorite from the Republican convention has to be the unimaginable irony on display throughout this convention. Starting with, I have talked repeatedly on this show about how the Republicans lack creativity. When they attack Democrats with made-up bullshit, go back and look at what the Republicans had done and rightly been shown to have done a week before. And they will turn that around and say they did it. In other words, GOP strategy these, this, these days consists of I'm rubber, you're glue, everything you say bounces off me and sticks to you. That is the Republican Party, a bunch of six-year-olds 
So Donald Trump breaks the law and ignores the Constitution. They'll turn around and say that Joe Biden breaks the law and ignores the Constitution. Republicans engage in illicit sex to turn around and, well, okay, the Democrats are probably doing that too. That's not, that's not the, best, the best example of it. But when the Republicans break the law, do something inappropriate, hurt this country, and they rightly get shown to be doing that, they just turn around and accuse Democrats of it. They can't even make up their own shit for Democrats. But the irony, of course, that was only the beginning of the irony. One of, one of my other favorite parts of the irony from the Republican convention was basically religion fest. No surprise there, of course, the Republican Party has been wrapping itself in the flag of religion since I started following politics. And trust me, that was a long time ago. Uh, several speakers talked about how the Democrats at Biden are Catholic in name only. <gasps> oh, my God, you didn't. Wow. That, whoa, that's going to get me thinking. Biden and the Democrats are Catholic in name only. Okay, let's let's gloss over the obvious Trump GOP irony here about Donald Trump and Republican leaders being religious, being icons of religion. The man who's paying off porn stars who he had sex with while his third wife was giving birth. The man who's lied, oh, I haven't looked up the number, I don't know, 25,000 times publicly since he took office a few years ago? We'll gloss over that because it's just too ridiculous to spend much time on. And of course, as always, there's just too much to cover today. But let's talk about religious in name only as these sons of bitches wrap themselves in the flag of Jesus who must be turning over in his grave or maybe ready to rise from it again to fix this shit. But anyway, I bet some of you out there didn't know that you know what Jesus really hated? Healthcare. Yep. Jesus hated doctors, man. He hated people being able to go to the doctor. And by trying to take away healthcare from millions and millions of Americans, Republicans are doing God's work. You know what else Jesus hated? Jesus hated the planet. Oh, yeah. Hated the planet. Well known. I forget it's in the gospel of like everybody. Uh, hated the planet. And so climate change? Oh, Jesus would have been a big climate change tonight. And and Jesus, you know you know what he loved? He loved rich people. Camera, a camel, eye of the needle thing? Forget that. Jesus loved the rich. He was like a rich groupie. This is this is religion, Republican. As if as if religion didn't have enough problems. These are the people who need to be fighting on his behalf. I'm getting word from Jesus right now saying, "Leave me out of this." Anyway, uh, irony, fear fest. Okay, the Republican convention, of course, was all about fear fest. Republicans are going to come take. Uh, Democrats are going to come take your daughters. They're going to destroy America. There, when I read what Matt Gates had said, um, yeah. Uh, the fun part of this, of course, is that they are showing pictures of things that are happening during the Trump administration with warnings that this is what's going to happen if Biden wins. Just think about that for a moment. Don't even think about the fact that just like the last time, they're using pictures from outside the country. The point is they are showing 
rioting during the Trump administration as a warning to what will happen if Trump isn't given another four years. You cannot make, again, you can make this stuff up. That's all that they do. They, of course, need to go out there and create more Kyle Rittenhouses. They need to get people angry. They need to get stupid people really, really, really angry. That's their only chance. Uh, Another definition of irony here from the convention, Trump and and the party's law and order message? Seriously? This president who is being investigated by pretty much every law enforcement agency in the world? is running on a law and order message, the man who pardons all of his cronies, the man who, his former fixer and conciliary, who was sentenced to prison after pleading guilty, Michael Cohen, just came out with a YouTube video, pointing out that almost everyone who worked on Donald Trump's campaign has been indicted or already convicted. But they're going to have a law and order message. It's a little bit less funny, one, when you think about the fucking morons who are, who are eating this up. Of course, it's a little less funny when one considers the dog whistle, of course, in that, law, in that law and order message. And let's not forget that. The dog whistle, of course, being as represented by the McCluskeys and Kyle Rittenhouse. When they talk about law and order, they're talking about shooting black people. Let's just be clear about that. And I suppose maybe it's a good thing that one can also refer to this as the dog whistle convention. Because... With Donald Trump, I guess, if he leaves blatant racism, bigotry, and misogyny, that's an improvement. He goes back to the usual Republican dog whistles. You know, there's a reason that this shit kind of sticks. We've talked on this show a lot about the people who buy all these lies. And some people I know have some sympathy for these people who watch Fox News and therefore are rendered fucking stupid for the rest of their lives. As you know, if you've been a faithful listener, I have no sympathy for these pieces of trash. There is a reason that this kind of shit sticks. There is a reason that these people watch Fox News. There's a reason the law and order message and the protest fears sticks. And it is because of racism and it is because of bigotry. I was reminded of a conversation I had with my, I think, although I'm not sure, Trump supporting neighbor with one of his friends. Several months ago, nice enough guy having a conversation at a party. We're both a little inebriated. And this guy says to me that 9-11 was an inside job. Why was it an inside job? Because no Jews were hurt during 9-11. This is what the guy said to me. I was there. This isn't secondhand. No Jews were injured during 9-11. It was an inside job. Now, one can feel sympathy for this moron, for listening to people who lie to him and make him sound this stupid. But there's a reason that he chooses to listen to these people. And you can tell me all you want that it's just ignorance. Unless you are an anti-Semite, you don't listen to this and you don't buy this stupidity. And unless you are somewhere down below a racist, you're not picking up your guns and going out to shoot protesters. Speaking of which, do you remember when Hillary got everyone really upset, including the mainstream media, uh, thoughtful, intelligent, decent people who we trust, our, our smart people, or the 
like Thomas Friedman's case, very serious people. Do you remember when she got people upset with her basket full of deplorables comment? They're racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. That's what she said. Ooh, I got those four in the correct order. I must be a genius like our president. But anyway, racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. Remember she got in trouble for saying that, that these people are deplorable as if there's something wrong with calling racist, sexist, homophobes or xenophobes uh, deplorable. Well, the media is still going on about how Democrats look down on Trump supporters, how Democrats need to stop looking down at what they call working America, at white America, or what I refer to as the fucking morons. Oh, there I am looking down on them again. Well, let me be clear. Nobody is still more upset about the Democrats looking down on these people than Stephen Miller, Donald Trump's aide, who's in charge, of course, bigotry, the bigotry czar. The, the king, or I guess prince, since Donald Trump is the king, of bigots leading the bigotry charge in the White House. Nobody's more upset than Stephen Miller about how Hillary Clinton could say that about Trump supporters. You know who else is really upset that Hillary Clinton and Democrats could think and say so little Trump supporters? Stephen Bannon. Stephen Bannon is real upset that people could talk this way about Trump supporters. And yes, let's talk for a little bit about Steve Bannon on our rubes and fraud front in this show to talk about the people who support Donald Trump and his ilk. Steve Bannon, as you know, I'm sure already, was arrested for fraud this week regarding a We Build the Wall site and organization which was supposed to build the wall, but it turns out was bilking these fucking morons out of millions of dollars. It was a fraud with which Donald Trump, Junior Trump, Chris Kobach, our good friend from Kansas who has a problem with immigration because he wants to protect America's, Eric Prince, the former head of Blackwater, who's done so much to destroy America abroad, and of course, our billionaire brother of our billionaire education secretary, Betsy DeVos, were all associated with this racket to rip off more on Trump supporters. And why not? The whole Republican criminal organization is one big racket. Everything Trump has ever done in his whole life has been one big racket. Why shouldn't they be ripping off their own supporters? Why should this come as a surprise to anybody? Recall Donald Trump's history with, well, start with scam charities. Remember, the president of the United States is banned from getting within a certain distance of a, of a charity because he steals from charities. He creates fraudulent charities. He's banned from charities. Why would this surprise anybody? Not to mention Trump University, anybody? But of course, the, the man has a whole history of being a charlatan. Ripping off all these people I have nasty things to say about, but Donald Trump, speaks kindly about while he is busy pickpocketing them. Well, of course, there's been more news. I don't have to go into the past about Donald Trump's ripping off his own supporters. Uh, In the news, as we've been talking about, a judge once again threw out Donald Trump's bid to shield his tax returns from New York criminal investigation. That's almost a ho-hum. doesn't really 
again, it doesn't surprise anybody. They happen to get it in front of a judge who actually wants to be a judge and follow the law. So it'll get appealed and dragged out. It ain't going anywhere for a long time. But here we are again with a judge saying the whole idea that Donald Trump needs to hide his financial information from investigators because he's such a fucking criminal. Still, and for years and years and years. This week, you might have missed this one, at the White House behest, the Treasury Department went and bailed out a company. That's the Treasury Department. That's your money. You, listener, bailed out a company that the Department of Justice is right now currently suing over defrauding the United States government for seven years. So they gave your money to a company that is being sued by the United States government for cheating you for seven years. Again, you can't make this stuff up unless you're a Republican. Oh, um, the New York Attorney General, of course, continues over the last couple of weeks to tip her hat as to how many crimes Donald Trump has, has possibly committed is being investigated for that led to the need for this, for this subpoena, including bank fraud. The Republican Party is nothing but a collection of snake oil salesmen at this point because Donald Trump has never been anything but a snake oil salesman and the Republican Party is now Donald Trump. And the rubes, the people whose cluelessness he is profiting off of, will turn on anyone who actually tries to help them and protect them from the snake oil salesman. Or going back to our religious religious discussion before, from the sham preachers that come to town to rip them off. They will turn on anyone who actually tries to help them. It's remarkable that people might like me might look down on them. But, of course, the narrative is it is the left that doesn't respect these people. The Republicans are lunching on them, but it is the left that doesn't respect them. That is the narrative and continues to be the narrative, and it is pathetic. And let's explain the difference here. As I've done before, I explain it to my students all the time. The left continues to try to challenge people to get more informed, to take more responsibility, and to be better. To the extent that I accuse people of being ignorant, it is to try to make them feel some desire to be less ignorant and make better choices. The right, on the other hand, relies on them to be stupid. It is what keeps the right in business. It is their core strategy for success and for wealth is to take advantage of the rubes. So the left tells people they're ignorant because we need them to be better. Republicans tell them how smart they are to ensure that they remain stupid. One thing about Fox News is it will always tell its viewers how smart they are while making damn sure that they remain stupid. This, of course, is the Republicans' education strategy. This is why Republicans aren't big on education. Because if people got educated, who the fuck would vote Republican? Where would the GOP be if people were educated? Oblivion. That's where. 
That explains the Republican strategy to destroy education. And God knows it, it describes their media strategy, which is what keeps them in business and keeps the money rolling into Fox News and One American News and Breitbart and every other piece of shit that takes advantage of these people being stupid and makes sure they remain that way. It is respectful to lie to these people, as all these fake news media sites do. Right, that's respectful. Just don't call them ignorant because that would be disrespectful. Now, of course, it's both different and the same. One, you talk about the people who are ignorant. It's different and the same with the people who are bigots. Okay? Um, it's, it's, different. it's the same in that the GOP keeps them bigoted because it needs them to be bigots to vote that way absolutely requires them to be like this. God help anyone for calling them that, though. But the difference, of course, is that these people, there could be no excuse. You're a bigot. You're just shit. I mean, let's be clear on that. You know, no, shit is a bad word. You're, what's the word I should use? Deplorable. You're a racist, a misogynist, a xenophobe, a homophobe. You are deplorable. People like me want to educate them. But it's the GOP that wants to make sure they always remain that way. You know, it would be funny if it wasn't destroying America. In fact, it has been funny in the past. It's, it's like, it's the famous scene from Animal House where they can't stand watching at the fraternity. They cannot stand watching one of their pledges being mistreated by someone else. Not because they care about the pledge, but because only they are the ones who should be able to abuse their pledges. You can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. The Republicans, of course, at this point are greatly aided in their efforts to do this by the fact that they have this ace in the hole. The big ace in the hole for the GOP that their supporters are basically stupid cultists. And cultists are going to believe whatever they're told and not bother to go out and try to try to get better or be better informed. And that's why the rest of us have to not change the minds of these people. We need to overwhelm them and we need to outgun them. And I hope that you're already getting prepared to vote and getting prepared to help everybody you know who has a brain go out and vote so we beat these people rather than rather than convince them at this point to be better. If we can make them grow, it is a long-term project. Give you an idea how long-term, the difference between how Democrats and GOP treat Trump supporters. I love this This from the recent Senate Intelligence Report, remember, by a Republican-led committee on Russian campaign interference. A footnote of that report, it was reported in the Times, quotes Steve Bannon, the former chief executive of Donald Trump's 2016 campaign, disparaging Trump's oldest son. Bannon said he thought very highly of Donald Trump Jr., but also called him, quote, a guy who believes everything on Breitbart is true, close quote. Breitbart being his website. He disparages Donald Trump's son for believing Steve Bannon. This, I guess, is respect 
for these rubes, Republican style. I don't want to. I don't want to leave without talking a little bit about the latest in COVID and maybe the ultimate of disrespecting your supporters and your rubes. Would killing your supporters count as disrespect if you said nice words while you were killing them? The latest on COVID in the United States is just about 6 million cases of COVID with just about 182,000 official deaths with the death toll actually being much higher than that. Almost 182,000, 100 and something thousand of those being directly attributable to Donald Trump. Well, what is the COVID news this week as our fearless leader tries to protect us from COVID? The FDA, of course, came out this week in favor of using plasma to to treat COVID without any evidence that it works or that it's safe or anything. Well, the good news is sometime after that, as is always the case, after the announcement came out by Trump supporters, by Trump people at the FDA, the FDA had to knuckle under and kind of come back a little bit. Bearing in mind, of course, that we remain in a race with Russia, of course, to come up with a fake cure for what Republicans say is a fake virus. But even with that, they had to walk back the FDA, its statement, and then led to a bit of a purge of some Trump hacks in the promotions department of the FDA. Well, the same thing happened to the CDC because this is the norm in the Trump administration. A Trump lackey at an important government organization comes out and toes the Trump lie line. And then sober, reasonable people at some point still get the word out. The CDC came out and recommended No testing. You do not get tested for COVID if you are not showing symptoms, if you are asymptomatic, even if you have had close contact with people who have the virus. To describe this as not sound science is an understatement since a large number of cases are asymptomatic and most of the transmissions are before people are showing any kind of symptoms. This was insane. Well, they walked that one back as well. They tried to trot that one back once a couple of actual scientists at the CDC got a hold of that and the Trump appointees lying to people had to walk it back. Doesn't matter. The damage was done. Fox News will keep playing the original without without playing the sequel at all. Also coming out this week is how some municipalities are not reporting school cases of COVID. That's right. They have been ordered. I'll I'll leave with this. In Georgia, there was a quote from the school district's deputy superintendent from a confidential email he sent earlier in August. Staff who test positive are not to notify any other staff members, parents of their students, or any other person or entity that they may have exposed them. Think about the criminal irresponsibility of this. If you test positive for COVID, lie about it and don't tell anyone you are in contact with. Coming up, coming up next week, Republicans' plans to deal with sexually transmitted diseases. It would almost be funny if it weren't so potentially tragic, beyond tragic. I don't know what words there are. Cataclysmic. Because right now there are some restraints. There are still 
some scientists at the CDC and the FDA who are fighting back a little bit. Let's be clear that one more term for Trump, depending on what happens two months from now, all restraints will be gone. Make no mistake, anyone with any integrity or sense of public responsibility will be gone from our government. The law will be gone in America if Donald Trump is reelected. Instead, we will have armed militias of right-wing lunatics enforcing the law as our fearless leader sees it. Because living in a fantasy world, as millions of Americans are right now, is a prerequisite to fascism which is where this country will be heading if Donald Trump gets close enough to steal this election in November. And on that cheery note, that's today's show. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week if we're all still here. Till then, be well, be safe. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal. 